and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guests. Angela Vaschetti is a physical fitness, yoga instructor, and licensed massage therapist specializing in wellness for older adults. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Angela Fischetti. Greetings and welcome back, Angela. <laughs> Thank you for having me back, Amy. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. We are so happy to have you back. Every time you're on, I get so many positive comments about you. You really brighten everyone's day and you help us too. Angela's been on the show many times and she's led some awesome exercise classes with and without the chair. And Angela, you're just so creative and knowledgeable. And when you suggested today's class, I thought, I didn't know how you can think of all these different types of classes. <laughs> Today, we're, you're not only going to boost our hip mobility, but you're, it'll provide numerous benefits for our overall health and well-being. Definitely, because in, in this process of targeting the different movements of the hips, right, um, that, well, there's going to be other benefits. Like I'm, gonna, I'm adding in movements of the spine. And obviously muscles will be stretched. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. But my whole, I'm like, you know this, and, and I believe you're on a similar mission with me on this, is that we want to help people who um, are in a chair for the better part of their day or maybe every day because they have to be either be for health or for work reasons. And, you know, the chair... And understandably so is getting a bum rap these days. Um, but the thing is, is that some people can't help it. And that's where they have to be. So I say, turn the chair into a tool that serves you for your health. And instead of looking at, at, it, at it as some kind of an enemy, go, hmm, how to make this my friend? Because you really can. You just have to think outside of the box. And to me, inside the box always has to do with limitations and self-limitations, you know? And if somebody tells me, okay, I have a certain diagnosis, well, then I'm just never going to be able to be anything other than the diagnosis. And I come from the mindset of, wait a minute, um, there's other ways of looking at something instead of looking at something from tunnel vision, right? And, and one of the things I was going to say when sitting on the chair, but I might as well as say it now, is when we have chronic issues, and particularly as we go through the aging process, there might be chronic health concerns, and oftentimes for decades, right? And so people are really excellent at knowing what they cannot do. This is smart. This is self-protection, but this is also tunnel vision when we do it year after year. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm going to start narrowing my vision. So what I'm going to ask people to do today is just open up, broaden your perspective. I'm going to be mentioning a whole bunch of precautionary measures and medical disclaimers 
that I'm always going to tell people, okay, then preview it first. Don't even do it at first. Just watch. But I ask you to look for what you can do. Open it up. Even if you come out of this today with one movement that you go, you know, I can do that in my chair. Fantastic. And little by little and go back onto Amy's platform and look at the chair exercises we've done and look at the chair yoga that we've done. And you can, that's how you build your own protocol of exercise, movement, stretch. I don't care whatever word you want to give it. That's great. It's, you got to shut me up. I can keep going. I can keep going on the topic. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the expert and that's why you're here. And, and I encourage everybody, if anybody has any questions for you, they can definitely type it in the chat because you, you have so much education and years of experience. And there's a lot of things that you can really help people with. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. So, while people are kind of getting settling in and getting ready because this is a chair workout, um, we're going to just start with our true or false questions, okay? Yeah, sure. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below, and Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, well, here we go. True or false, the words flexibility and mobility can be used interchangeably. Hmm, interesting. Okay, Green Warriors, type in your guesses. And Angela, let's hear what you have to say about that. Well, a lot of people think that's true. Mm -mm, it's not, it's false. So I found a wonderful article. I love this title, Amy, Why You Don't Need to Be Gumby. <laughs> Mobility versus Flexibility by Meg Walters, and it was written, it was published, I should say, July 9th, 2020. So what she says is this, flexibility is a muscle's ability to lengthen passively or without engagement. When you perform static, and I'm adding this in, like holding still type stretches using body weight, limb support, or props, and we will be using props today, you're working on muscle flexibility. Mobility is related to joints and their ability to move actively through their full range of motion. So I'm going to just adjust my camera for a second, and I'm going to step back a little bit. I want to see if I can. Thank you. So this is what they're talking about with active mobility. Let me go a little bit more like this. Okay. So if I'm going to do a hip Flexion. One of the movements of the hip is this. I'm going to lift to my toes, toes to my fingers. That's active mobility. Another example of active mobility is just making circles from the shoulder joints. Active mobility. Does that make sense? So mobility has to do with your joint. Flexibility has to do with that lengthening of the muscle. Yes, and you, you have both. 
and and you're especially impressive in some of the pictures that we've seen of your flexibility. <laughs> I aspire to your flexibility. And my flexibility has improved. Over I know it has because I've seen your pictures. It's fabulous. I yeah. love I love your wheel pose. You do a great wheel pose. It's beautiful. I'm still still working on it though. And you are, you are definitely motivating me. Absolutely. Okay, Green Warriors, here we go. True or false, power is an important area to focus on to maintain mobility. Okay, go ahead, Angela, tell us about it. Okay. Well, that's a tricky question, isn't it? Because you know that power is important. However, it is false. And um, according to an article I found from Baylor University, and this one was published November 6, 2019. Here's the title. It's a little bit of a lengthy title, but it's good. Mobility loss puts older adults at risk. Research shows exercise can help. Yay, right? We know this. So the four areas of focus that uh, maintain mobility are strength, balance, flexibility, and endurance. Now, according to ACE, which is the American Council on Exercise, which is happened to be one of my certifying bodies. I've been certified with them since 1990. And they say that power is the ability to generate a significant magnitude of force in the shortest time possible. And we know that there is a sport for power lifters, right? So they're not very lean, right? They're very muscular, but they're a, more on the stocky side oftentimes, not always. And it's about how fast they're going to be able to move that weight, the heaviest weight possible. And then oftentimes you see it come crashing down to the floor, you know. I don't get it, but I understand that it might float some people's boat. <laughs> oh, very good. Thank you for that. Okay, we have one more, and then we're going to be starting our hip mobility chair workout. And this one is true or false, chronic disease, including diabetes and arthritis, are some of the most common factors that lead to mobility impairment. Mm, see, we're talking about exercise, and who knew that we'd be also talking about these chronic diseases? Right, exactly. You know, Amy, um, the answer is true. And um, when I read about this, I immediately thought, well, what are they both? Diabetes and arthritis, they're diseases of inflammation, right? And I just, you know, my head went in this direction. And the thing that I want to express to people about exercise and inflammation is part of the reason why people drop out of like official exercise, whatever you want to call it. Um, is because they get hurt. They get hurt from doing it too hard, too often, too fast. I'm not saying you can't get hurt otherwise. I've had, I fell, I hurt my knee, I was in a flood, you know, I slammed on the knee, I didn't see the water, whatever. These things happen, right? But I am talking in general, oftentimes and mostly, it's because exercise isn't executed properly. And you really do need to understand the form, the technique, the how to do it so that you don't begin the process of inflammation 
wow, you're exercising. The point of exercise, one of the reasons why we exercise is to bring inflammation down in the body. So let me elaborate on this particular answer. Um, it's also from that same article from Baylor University. So the most common factors are low physical activity, strength or balance impairment, obesity, diabetes, and arthritis. Mm. Yeah, but that these things shouldn't stop us from engaging in these exercises because right. this is the thing that's it's going to help us. Exactly. This is why this is precisely it. This is like Dr. Akhil Taher, he summed up my work to me in writing. And he talked about my work being how to help people handle chronic conditions whether you're post the condition or you have the condition to understand how you can exercise either with these chronic conditions or maybe you're coming out of it because there's always a way to figure something out. And that's why I feel it's very important that we have to balance it all out for everyone because it's unfairly in one direction. Well, you're healthy, let's lift the weights. And I love all that. You know I'm all about that. But I'm also all about pull it back, think about others, others who just don't have that, right? So right. you've got to figure out a way to make it work for them. It's pretty simple. It just takes a little time and a little thought and a little care instead of kicking people to the curb. That's how I see it. Yeah, it is. It's just so important to, to and, and before you get started, I just, I, I talk, talked about this another time too with the lymphatic system, right? Because mm -hmm. we think that our heart pumps our blood and then that's it, right? As long as your heart's pumping, everything's moving around where it needs to be, but it's not just your heart pumping. You, it, uh, there's other systems in your body that are not dependent upon your heart pumping. It right. There's no pump in the lymph in the lymph vessels. They don't pump. So let's say, Amy, um, even though I'm at a standing desk and I'm standing up, right, I could be here a long time. Maybe sometimes it's an interview and I'm not working out, right? And I know I could feel the feet and the ankles going. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing my work here and standing, I'm going to do some heel raises because I know I'm going to start getting those leg muscles to help pump that lymphatic fluid get it back going, circulating so it doesn't accumulate. So that's why, especially sitting in a chair, there's a lot of edema in the low legs, in the ankles, in the feet, the toes, all of this gets quite swollen on some people. So these are movements, and certainly people can feel free to modify the movements that I'm showing. I'm going to show the movement to the maximum, but I'm also going to show a couple of modifications and talk, certainly talk about the modifications. It just becomes a matter of the participant. Are you willing to acknowledge what you can't do, which will then open you up to what you can do? And if I can get you to look at it that way, we got something to work with. I love it. You know, so let's go show them how we yes. can do this. Show us. Okay. I'm going to adjust my camera now, Amy. And let me see here. Mm -hmm. 
me just a little bit more. I want you to see the feet. So Amy, just let me know if you can completely see my feet. Let me inch back. And see your toes. You see my toes. All right. Yeah, I need those toes to be seen. Okay, very good. I think I could afford a little bit more. And I'll feel a bit better about that. There we go. Now I feel better. Okay. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, Green Warriors. So today is we're working on hip mobility while you're in a chair. All right. So the accessories we're going to be. Who's that? Hello from Alaska. Hello. So the accessories we're going to be using today will be a sticky yoga mat and a stability ball, a yoga bolster. But you don't need to have a yoga bolster. You could also use like a thick cushion or something or some pillows, yoga blocks. Now, I want to give the newcomers and maybe a reminder to those who haven't used the blocks in a while. This is level one. Then we have level two and level three. You use the blocks as you wish with any of these levels. We will also be using a yoga strap. Now, let's talk about the chair. Well, I'm going to just turn a bit. And you can see this is an official yoga chair. They don't, oh, they don't have a back. They just have the uh, spine here on the back of the chair. So when you have a chair, you don't want to have arms. They're going to, they're going to get in your way. And certainly, you do not want to have wheels on your chair. You don't want to worry about you moving around within the chair. Now, this is going to lead me into medical disclaimer. Um, so the mat and the ball typically are made from latex. So if you have a latex allergy, you're going to look for non-latex or latex-free. Now let's go further into the medical disclaimers. And if you've been diagnosed with any back spine issue whatsoever, and you've been told in particular not to bend down and pick up something off the floor. That movement is called spine flexion. And um, so you want to pay attention if you've been told that. Oftentimes, it's associated with osteoporosis, but not exclusively. Also, I'm just going to swivel here in the chair for a moment. If you have hyperkyphosis, which is kind of shaped like this. It's sort of um, a hunched appearance, which can also be associated with osteoporosis, but not exclusively. So you want to pay attention to that forward bending stuff. Also, if you're medicated or not for hypertension, if you have vertigo, GERD, if you've ever had a transient ischemic attack, a TIA or a stroke, if you have carpal tunnel syndrome, pinched nerve at the neck, um, if you have rotator cuff muscle issue, like deep to the shoulder, knee issues. And um, that's about it. However, this, these precautionary measures and this medical disclaimer is not isolated exclusively to these conditions. There would be many more. And so what I'm going to invite everybody to do, as I said earlier on, is to please preview the video first and look for what you can do. Now, if you look and go, I don't know, I'm really not sure, then I would invite the medical healthcare practitioner who knows your body best to preview the video as well. 
and help you make an informed decision. So now um, let's begin with how to sit in the chair, all right? So a lot of times people sit in a chair and they go like this and they got their feet back there and their knees are super bent, hyper flexed, hyper compressed. So if you have knee issues, keep the feet forward. What I'm looking for, ankle to knee to hip joint alignment, all right? We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Root down into your feet, into the chair, and lift up and out of the chair. And one other thing I'd like to call to your attention is this. I self-adjust when I'm in a chair. So I bring my hands underneath the butt. Yep, I do. And I'm going to pull the butt flesh straight back, but then out wide toward the shoulders. I do a little rocking side to side because what I'm doing is checking that I am sitting up and forward on the front edge of the ischial tuberosity. In yoga, we call this the sits bones. So now I'm fully upright. And yes, folks, you will hear me mention some yoga terms. This is not a yoga session. However, I'm definitely going to borrow from it because it's a lot of good information. So now we're going to get started here with movements of the spine first. I always love to warm up this way. Now I'm going to turn my chair a bit, Amy, because I want folks to see me a little bit from the side, a little bit on an angle. When I sit, I try not to sit all the way back in the chair. It doesn't mean that you can't. You can sit all the way back, but there's a difference between sitting back and hanging out, all right? We don't want to do that. And that often becomes the problem where people just sort of slouch and collapse down here at the low back. So this is the, this is the new norm for sitting. We want to start working with that. So we want to lift up, all right? So I'm all the way up. So we're going to place the hands on the thighs, palms down. And on, on the inhale, I'm going to slide the hands toward the groin, open the chest, roll shoulders back. Now, I'm going to choose to look up. However, for transient ischemic attack or stroke, I need your head neutral. Do not drop your head back. Holding here, this is spine extension. Now, as we move into spine flexion, for those of you with back spine issues and postural deviations, you're going to come to neutral, which is here, while the rest of us round, 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 create like a seated abdominal crunch, draw the belly button in, pull it in toward the small of the back. I'm hooking the hands over the knees for spine flexion. Then inhale, generously lift the head and the heart. And exhale, the last thing to move is my head. The head follows the heart, kind of like what we like to do in real life. Inhale, spine extension. Exhale, spine flexion. Hold here. Get the sense of pulling that belly button in to the small of the back engaging the transverse abdominis, the deepest of our core muscles. It's like our internal girdle, our internal corset, and it's a heck of an abdominal workout. And then we slowly come all the way back up and take some shoulder rolls. Now, I'm staying seated forward on the chair, 
Let it go a little bit more. However, be careful, folks. I don't want, I'm just going to pull back a little. All right. So I don't want you tipping the chair. I don't want you so far forward where the chair tips. Now I'm going to bring my hands through the window of the seat and I'm going to clasp on. Now what's going to happen, uh, my wrists are going to bend in wrist extension. It doesn't matter the position of the forearm and the arm. What matters is the wrist and hand, no matter what. This is wrist extension. This is contraindicated for carpal tunnel. You grab a hold of the seat so that you do, or the, cha or the chair legs, so that the wrist does not bend. For the rest of us, we're going to present the heart, puff up the chest. Yes, I'm lifting the chin. Again, be careful of TIA stroke. And we're forming a gentle back bend. This is basically a modified cobra, Bhujangasana. Hold here for a couple of breaths, stretching those anterior, those front neck muscles. Open the chest and then return to neutral. Again, I'm going to take some nice big shoulder rolls. Now I'm going to turn my chair because I want to face you for the next movement. And this time I'm going to ask you to sit all the way back. So if you need back support, you use your bolster across the chair widthwise. Now, my right hand is going to grab the outer right leg of the chair, left hand to the waist. Inhale, I slide down, turn the sternum, the breastbone toward the ceiling. For pinch nerve and rotator cuff, you can keep your hand on the waist. The rest of us, let that arm float up and over. So I'm reaching out through the left middle finger while I push down in the left heel, stretching the muscles between the ribs, the intercostals, the obliques at the waist. The intercostals are responsible for 25% of our respiratory cycle. Hold here, inhale, turn the palm up, grab a hook, exhale, vigorously push down into your left foot to come back to center, holding on to the outer left leg of the chair, Right hand to the waist, inhale down, but turn the sternum up. Why? Because I don't want you, want you to collapse the left side organs. Hand to waist, or if you prefer, you can go for it. However, maybe you stop here because this is your range of motion. If you get here, don't do this, thinking you're going further over. You're not, and you're stressing your shoulder. So only go to where you can handle a straight elbow. I really want to make sure I'm pushing down. I'm seated into both hips, pushing down into both feet. Hold here. And then inhale, turn the palm up, grab an imaginary hook. Exhale, push down into the right heel, reach out, come back to center. Now I'm going to sit a little forward or you can put the bolster behind you. I'm going to bring my feet just a little bit wider than the seat, just a little bit. And I'm going to be, I'm going to make circles with my spine. So I'm going to form a rotation. So what is this really? Well, here is spine extension, lateral flexion, spine flexion, lateral flexion, spine extension. We're just combining the movements for spine rotation. 
and I'm not making it too big, but you know, I'm going for it because I can, right? But you can always do this small. Just don't go faster. Faster means you're just trying to get it over with. <laughs> now, I'm going to reverse direction. You want your body to experience all the movements. Folks, we're massaging our body internally. One more time. Oh, it feels so good. Now, I'm going to hold here center. You can choose to roll up or pull your torso forward to come up. Exhale. Hold it here. Now, I'm going to grab my ball. Bring it out in front. I'm sitting a little more forward on the chair. Again, no tipping. And I'm bringing my legs quite wide apart. So now we are in hip abduction, ABD, meaning going away from the midline of the body. We're going to tie this in with spine flexion. So I'm lifting up on my fingertips as I walk the ball away from me. My chest is up. My chin is up. I want the cervical spine of the neck and the lumbar spine of the low back to ape each other. They both are in a natural lordotic curve, which lends itself to backbending. Hold here. I don't want you sagging your head down, especially if you're medicated for hypertension, if you have vertigo or GERD, because that's going to bring some blood rush. We want not the best thing for you. Hold here. Now notice my palms are flat. Now I'm lengthening my back muscles. Feels so good. But pressing my thighs open into abduction, ABD, away from the midline. I'm not bending my wrists. And now I'm going to walk my ball over. Pull that belly button in. I'm going to hold here, slightly rotating the torso forward. What a great stretch on this whole lateral side of the body, but I'm still pressing those thighs open. And then I'm going to begin to walk the ball out in front and take it over to the other side. And again, open up to the front a bit. I'm still rounded for sure when I do this. So those of you with the back spine, you're going to stay upright and keep the ball out in front if you need be. And then last time out in front, I'm going to go for it. Spine flexion, pressing those thighs open. Now I'm keeping the head up and I'm thinking that I'm lengthening my spine to lift and walk the ball back in. I'm going to keep those legs open to shift the ball to the side. It might roll around. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Great. Okay, now watch the feet, all right? This is important for those tight ankles when you're sitting a lot. So I'm going to lift the balls of the feet and the toes, lift the heels. So I'm going heel, toe, heel, toe. And I'm really exaggerating. Now I'm going to pull the chair back a little because I'm losing the feet there. Okay, so the next movement. We're going to be twisting the spine. So I want you to take your block. I'm staying forward. You can support your back. Bring that block between your knees, folks, between your knees. Now, the block isn't going to stay there all by itself. Why? Because you need to squeeze the block. We're in hip 
adduction, ADD, going in toward the midline of the body. I'm also strengthening and working those inner thigh muscles, those hip adductors. Do not do this, nor this, because I want your feet as wide as your block, all right? Now, we're going to take a spinal twist, which means postural deviations, back spine, pay attention. You bring both hands to the outside of your right thigh only. That's it. And then you can take your twist from there. I need it to be modified. You have to turn and twist in real life. I know you do. You do it at your kitchen counter, at your dinner table. So we can still do it, but you don't want to do anything to your maximum. For the rest of us, left hand to the outside of the right thigh. Inhale, the right arm up. Now I'm going to laterally rotate, externally rotate from the shoulder joint. I'm slipping through the window of my chair to grab the back of that chair. Inhale, lengthen spine. I'm still facing you. Push down into your feet, squeeze the block. Lastly, exhale, turn and twist. Let's pull that belly button in because this is a wonderful, wonderful internal massage for your both your large and small intestines. Make sure you're breathing in and out through the nose. Half spinal twist, half fish, artamaxiandrasana. I am definitely borrowing from it. And then inhale, head forward. Exhale, torso, arm forward. We're going to take it to the other side. Right hand outside, left thigh. Inhale, left arm up. Exhale, external lateral rotation behind you. Inhale, lengthen, push into both feet for that length. And now exhale, turn and twist. It's important, folks, that the twist be internal. Don't crank it out so hard on your arms because you can hurt yourself by doing that. You can hurt your back. So pull the belly button in. Hold steady here. It's also great if you have a lot of uh, a lot of what I call monkey chatter, a lot of stuff on your brain going on to do twisting postures. They bring us back to a place of centering. Now inhale, head forward. Exhale, torso and arm forward. I'm going to set this to the side. Now I'm going to sit back into the chair. I'm going to work on hip flexion. So I'm going to interlock the fingers. However, if you've been told for hypertension, medicated or not, not to squeeze the fingers, all you do is place one hand on the other, all right? All I'm doing is lifting. However, I want you to think about how to do it because some people like do this stuff. No, all right? So what we want to do is we're going to interlock underneath the right thigh. I'm going to push down on my left foot to help me lift my right. Now, I'm going toward the chest. This is hip flexion, folks. If you're doing this, it is not hip flexion. That's hip abduction, abduction. This is hip flexion. Now, if you have the flexibility at the knee, and for the moment, let's show the knee some love by just doing some gentle knee swings, very gentle, not kicking. The foot is dead weight. The right foot is dead weight. So if you have the flexibility, well, then you can put the heel on the chair. Sit up tall, use the left foot, wrap your arms around, hold on with your elbows, lift the chest. 
And that would be hip flexion in your chair, holding steady. And then I'm going to slip the hands underneath the knee to gently lower it. That was a, quite a bit of flexion. So I'm extending the leg out front and pushing the calf flesh. That's not the thigh. The calf flesh down toward the ankles. I want to reopen the back of the knee, the meniscus, the ligaments, the tendinous attachments. Okay. Interlock underneath the left, push down in the right, lift the left. Now, maybe for some of you, you're going to lift to the top of your toe. Okay, that's all right. For some, maybe I'm going to just lift it. Let me try it like this for you. Onto the block. That, that's a beginning of hip flexion. I know it can be very painful in the groin for some people. So understand the baby steps, totally all right for you. Push down in the right, lift the left, not out here, toward the chest. Belly button is in. Are you sitting tall? We don't want to collapse in the chair. If you want, heel onto the, the seat itself. Push down on the right, pull the belly button in, hug. And you can play with this too, with this hug. You can alter the grip because sometimes we hug with a habit. It's just a habit of which arm is on top. And then when we go to lower down, hand under, right underneath there behind the knee, and I'm going to extend the leg out and just push that calf flesh down toward the ankle. Reopen the joint. All right, staying forward. Now, just I'm going to show you how to do this in case you, you are wondering really how to use your bolster. So you're just going to put the bolster behind the chair widthwise. And I'm going to lift it a little bit so it's really behind that mid-back area, all right? And we're going to do some unilateral, which means one side at a time, hip rotation, lifting up into hip flexion. But now I'm going to create circles. Big circles of the hip joint. We are bringing delicious fluid into that joint. Wonderful synovial fluid and reverse direction. Rotation of the hip. Now, for me, I prefer for my body not to use the bolster. So I'm going to put it down to do the other side. But I wanted you to see what it would look like for you. Push down on the right, lift the left, and here we go. Rotation. Some people I see do this. They're like, oh, I don't know which. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, here we go. They would do this stuff. Don't do that, right? Hold yourself up. Work at the level you can handle so that you're upright. I, I reversed direction. That's right, Amy. Don't hold that breath. And. We're going to set the foot down. Now, continuing in this theme of more hip rotation, the hip is also capable of medial rotation, also known as internal rotation, and lateral rotation, also known as external rotation. So I'm going to do the same thing, interlock here, coming a little forward. Now, what I'm going to do is create a sideways Number eight, I move my left leg over to make room. 
sideways number eight. So it looks like, oh, she's moving her knee in and out. No, mm -mm, I'm moving from the hip. That's what's guiding me. And so the knee and the ankle follow as dead weight. And I'm pushing down in that left foot to make sure I stay upright. And I'm pulling that belly button in. I'm going to set it down. I'm going to go a little wide here. Bring this one in. Lifting up. And we're going to go sideways. Number eight. Medial. Here. Lateral rotation. Internal rotation, external rotation, and all possible in a chair, folks. I'm going to do one more of each because it just feels so good. <laughs> good. And we're going to set it down. So the next one is going to be more of a strengthening exercise. So we're going to sit back into the chair. We're going to hold on, lift both feet. Now, when you point the feet down, it's called plantar flexion. When you have your soles of the feet coming toward your face, toes also coming toward the face, we're in dorsiflexion. So I want you to hold dorsiflexion the entire time. And we're going to do hip abduction. Now, my thighs are not going any wider than the seat. Don't worry that the feet are out there. My thighs are not wider than the seat. And then hip adduction going in. Opening into hip abduction. Closing into hip adduction. Now you can make this more challenging by not holding on. It's totally up to you. You can even add in arms and abduct and adduct so this would be horizontal shoulder abduction with horizontal shoulder adduction so we're working both the glenohumeral joint at the shoulders and the acetabulofemoral joint at the hips all in your chair pull that belly in baby that belly button's got to get pulled in you know it Working those back extensor muscles, holding us upright. A lot of work going on here, folks. I'm going to do one more of each. Slowly lower the legs down. Now, I'm just going to ask you to sit. Um, I want to come into a movement. I'm going to, I'm going to move my chair a bit for you. All right? Okay, so... What I'm doing here is I'm sitting out on the chair. My outside hip nearest you is not on the chair. The inside hip nearest the white backdrop is on the seat. The back arm, I'm holding on. Don't let go, all right? Now, watch my foot. I lift up onto the ball of the foot. The heel is very high off the floor. From here... I'm going to slide back, and now I'm in hip extension in the chair. I'm going to take that hand and push that hip forward. If you see, I lifted a little and pulled the opposite hip back. 
So now my hips are squared off. I'm not rotating out. I'm pushing back through the heel. And you can play with this. If you feel confident, you can bring the arm up. Now, transient ischemic attack, stroke, no lifting of the head, head neutral. The rest, you can lift the arm, pinch nerve. I don't know. You might want to keep your hand to your waist. Working on Anjaneyasana, crescent moon pose variation. And if you feel confident, both arms, you can form a steeple up and overhead, adding in back spine extension. And then inhale, hands to the heart. Hold on with that hand. Exhale, watch my foot. Flatten it. Gently slide forward. Get in on the chair with both buttocks, okay? Before you turn around, and we're going to take it to the other side. I'm going to move my chair in this direction. Once again, I have the outside butt off the seat, the buttocks nearest the white drop, the white backdrop fully on the seat, back arm holding on, no messing around. I don't need you to fall off your chair, okay? So now, ball of the foot, we're going to slide back. I'm going to take that hand, self-adjust hip forward, lift and pull the opposite cheek back. So now I'm squared off. If you want, you can take arm up. You don't have to. You can stay right here because it will still be a gorgeous hip extension. It'll be a wonderful back extension. And what if you have issues that you cannot bring your leg that far back? We don't care. The fact is, is if my knee is further back, I'm in a hip extension, okay? So this would be Anjaneyasana, crescent moon variation, back and hip extension. And then inhale, hands to the heart, hold on. Exhale, flatten the foot, slide forward, spin around in the chair, hold steady for the moment. I'm going to sit forward now. Legs wide, wide-legged, and it's called a Sufi grind. It is that spine rotation, not to be executed in a big fashion with back spine issues, postural deviations, please. Everybody keep that chin up, no saggy head. A reverse direction. It's just a great way to loosen this all up. I'm going to go one more time around. Mm, I'm going to stay here. You can choose to roll up or chin up, lengthen spine to come up. Here it is again. Lift, heel, toe, lift everything to bring it in. Now, what we're going to do next is take your two blocks, stack them. You're going to bring them on the floor. Vertic um, what do I want to say? Uh, perpendicular. To your camera, all right? So I'm perpendicular to you. You're going to be perpendicular to me. Um, let me see here. I think I want my chair a little more forward. And I'm going to bring the sides of my feet on the blocks. And now I'm in hip. I'm in a lateral rotation of the hip. And just letting all this open up. 
Um, let me just take this closer a little bit to me. I would feel better. Yeah. And now scoot back and let the arms drape over the back of the chair if possible. Open all that up. So you're opening up the pectoral muscle of the chest, the front deltoid. You're stretching out your biceps. What's really nice is you're also retracting your scapulae, your shoulder blades. You're lengthening, opening up the abdominal muscles, opening up those hip adductors. And again, lovely movement for the joint, the hip joint, the acetabulo-femoral joint is also known as the coxal joint, by the way. Just hold here for a couple of moments. Nice big breath in and out through the nose. Now, when you go to come out of it, support yourself underneath and behind those, or the sides of the knees, really, and draw them together. For the moment, I'm going to keep my feet on the block because the blocks, because some of you might need it for the next uh, stretch, the next posture, really. So what I'm going to ask you to do is, um, for those of you back spine issues and postural deviations, I want you to use your yoga strap. It could be a a soft belt though, maybe from a robe and just bring it around or an exercise tube, bring it around the ball of the foot. For those of you who have the flexibility, you're going to take your peace fingers, man, your index finger and your middle finger and wedge them between the big toe and the second toe. Push down on the left. You lift the knee to the chest, hip flexion. Now we lengthen and really open all of this. Now, of course, this is flexibility, right? Because we're stretching the muscles. So it's called yogi toe lock. <laughs> That's right. I love it, Amy. I love all that. There it is. Thank you. Now, for me, all right? So for me, pardon me, but I don't like it with my foot on the blocks, right? That's just me. So I'm going to keep the foot down. Once again, knee to chest, inhale, exhale, stretch. Now I'm bending my right elbow. That means I'm working that right bicep and you're going to see it in a moment. Push down on the left so that you don't lean back in your chair. If you need to, you can bring your arm out. Now I'm going to come into hip abduction, abduction. Hold here. That bicep's working because the elbow's bent. It's flexed. And I'm pushing through the right heel, but I'm pulling with that right arm. That's right. It's hip abduction. Holding here. Now, just the act of returning to center is hip adduction. Hold here. I'm going to bring my left hand to the outside of the right foot. My right arm goes up and back. However, I can go beyond the midline. Oh, and I'm doing this because I want to stretch the lateral rotators of the gluteals. To stretch muscles, you have to do the opposite of their action. They're called lateral rotators. That means I got to go medially in order to stretch them. I'm also going to get that lovely ITB, that iliotibial band that a lot of people complain about, reaching back through the right middle finger, and I turn and twist. So this is called Pada Hastasana, hand to foot pose, and we're adding twist, 
Parvrita. So Parvrita Artha. This is Parvrita Artha Parahastasana. I come back to center and I'm going to crisscross both. I rebend the knee to the chest. Inhale, push down in that left foot. Exhale, maybe it goes higher. Maybe not. I don't know. See how it feels. But I'm pulling from both biceps. Chest up toward the big toe. To come out of it, support the knee. If you must, you can lower to your block or down to the floor. So let me show you on this side with the strap, okay? So we have our feet up on that, those blocks. My yoga strap is going to go underneath the ball of that left foot. The strap, both ends, both hands, both hands are involved. So I lift up and then out, holding there. Now, again, because I don't like my foot up there, I'm going to go down here. <laughs> okay. And lift. Now, if I'm in yogi toe lock, the name of the posture is, let me think for a second, Padang Gustasana, big toe. So it's actually Hasta Padang Gustasana, hand to big toe pose. So just let you know the name. I'm pulling with the strong biceps. Spell that one, Amy. <laughs> now I'm going to hold the strap in my left hand. I'm going to bring my right arm out. And I'm going to bring it out. Notice that I'm bending that left elbow, reaching out through the right, pressing down on that right foot. And then I come back to hip adduction. We were just in hip abduction. And I'm going to go to the outside. You can grab it with your hand. So at this point, I'm going to get rid of the strap, go to the outside. And I'm going to go more across the midline. And I, you know, this is my normal reaction here because I'm tight in these lateral rotators. So I'm stretching them. I feel it. And up through here would be that ITB. So let's bring the left arm up and back. Hold steady, reaching back. So I reach back through the left middle finger, push out through the right heel, right shoulder down. And now turn and look. So we're twisting in hand to foot pose. And then inhale, head forward. Exhale, crisscross. Rebend for hip flexion. Inhale, exhale. Extension of those. You're, basically, what you're extending here is your knee joint. We're stretching the fascia, the connective tissue underlying the foot. We're stretching the Achilles tendon, the calf, the hamstring. I feel the gluteals. I feel the low back. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. Biceps working isometrically. You can keep going on and on. Exercise is never reductionist. So let's have you pull the knee to the chest. Support underneath if you need. Foot to blocks or right down to the floor. And I'm just going to set these to the side for the moment. We're going to use them one more time. I'm going to come into that unilateral hip rotation again just to kind of release the joints. So 
lifting up and I'm going to make my circles. I like big circles, but maybe you need to make them small. Just make them slow. And then I'm going to reverse. And the other side, push down on the right, lift the left, hip flexion, and now hip rotation. Let me get that out of the way. Pull that belly button in. That's right. Yes, that's what's going to protect the back. And reverse direction. Don't worry if the toes don't touch the floor. Make sure that right ankle is in the same line as your right knee, the same line as your right hip. Last one. And now we're going to come into a gentle little short final relaxation of all the movements. And I'm going to stack my blocks again, perpendicular to you. This time I'm going to enjoy sitting actually on now. I'm going to grab that bolster because that's going to feel lovely. Up the mid back. You can just relax your arms on your lap if you want. Just take a few moments to settle in. And allowing the body to release, relax and let go. And allowing the benefits of all the work you did to ruminate throughout the body. As we inhale and exhale. And though it's not yoga, you might want to still take a few moments just to express gratitude and appreciation for good health and appreciating the body for working so hard for us and reflecting upon others, perhaps sending someone in need a healing, loving light of energy. And then slowly open the eyes. I'm going to lower the feet down. I'm going to set my bolster to the side. And that's what we have for you today, Amy, for hip mobility in a chair. Wow. I hope. I always feel so great. I can't always do everything during the live, but I do it on the replay. But I try to do some of the things during the live. And I, I always feel like tingles and I hear crackety, crackety. <laughs> All good things, though. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's kind of like there's a little bit of an internal symphony that goes on now and then, you know. So, um, but um, I, I love when you put up the little commentaries and stuff throughout it. It's <laughs> Well, I, 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 these are things that you have said over and over again when you do the classes. So they're not mine; they're yours. I just, I know, I just laugh though. I just, <laughs> just laugh, you know. So, um, do we have any questions from the Green Warriors? Yes, we actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually come closer to the camera and turn up here. Okay. Well, for, first we have a comment from from Sid. Hi, Sid. She said, "Very good." Angela mentioned something about Gumby. I think she's related to him. Hi, Sid. Thank you. That is so funny. That's so funny. 
Yes, but, you know, we all have it in us to improve our, our mobility and flexibility if we just continue to that's do it. these types of classes, even if you can't do the whole thing, if you just do a little bit each day. That's right. Wow, it's just amazing. You get you got to start, though. You got to do it. You got to do it. That's right. <laughs> okay, so we do have a question from Lisa. I was recently diagnosed with spondylitis. Exercise is the number one thing that reduces my pain. I'm glad she found that out. I learned the exercises from physical therapy. So did you want to talk about any of the things that you did today in relation to uh, what Lisa's been diagnosed as far as any movements? The thing about that is that is very individual in the um, symptoms. And um, although there is always a general type of protocol, the best thing that somebody can do in that situation would be to go to a physical therapist and learn what is appropriate, right? And Lisa has done absolutely the smartest thing. But you see, Lisa's doing something that not a lot of people do. They don't continue it. They think, okay, 16 sessions, I'm done, I'm healed. And it's like, don't work that way. They're trying to, the thing about physical therapy is this. It depends upon the physical therapists, but mostly you're going to find that they're isolating the work to the prescription, which is about a specific, perhaps injury, whatever. Okay. But it is a diagnosis and it's not really set up to take into consideration activities of daily living. There are exceptions. Eileen Kapsaftis, yes, my physical therapist, works with Sid. You guys, you, she's been on your show several times. So this is a woman who sees stuff from the big picture, right? So when I work with somebody, when I work with a physical therapist, I'm learning about, okay, what's contraindicated for your patient? Uh, what are the contraindicated movements? What do you suggest? But then... What I do is I will take that information and put it into other exercises because my job is to help you figure out how to use the whole body in exercise, right? So if you, if people understand that when they go to physical therapy, if they keep incorporating it into their exercise routine, they're going to be injury without injury for a really long time, if forever, okay? Because they're doing the constant work. I applaud Lisa Kay because I don't hear this very often. I hear, well, I honestly, I hear, well, I stopped after eight sessions. Why? I wasn't getting any better. No kidding. No kidding, right? It's like eight sessions trying to heal something here. So have, have patience, but what she's doing is outstanding. I would also want her to look at her diet. And if she is really embracing a whole food plant-based plant exclusive approach, her bones are going to love this and her joints are going to love this. So good for you, Lisa. Thanks for writing in. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yep. That definitely will speed up the healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. And get her back to normalcy and get her back to those activities of daily living, so. Okay, so Sarah said I have a desk job. 
and often experience hip stiffness, can you recommend some quick exercises I can do during short breaks at work to help with hip mobility? I mean, I think it's some a lot of the things that you showed, they were lovely, but you can't always like, you know. Why not? Maybe do them. I don't know. Maybe you have a desk, so you can't pull away from the desk, or you know, maybe well, you tear away from the desk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe well, you, you tear away from the desk. Yeah. And um, Sarah, pick three movements from the routine, change them up, learn three movements a week, do it at the desk. Pick any three you want. All right, or follow the sequence. I'll do the first three, then I'll learn the next three. That's how you do this, because if you want to be able to do it during short breaks, the more that you know, the better off you're going to be, because then you can vary this up on a daily basis. But in the beginning, learn three at a time. Pick yeah. any three you like. I don't care what you choose. Just pick them and you decide what works for your body in the circumstance, the setting. If it means you have to move the chair away from the desk, then if you have the space, do it, all right? Um, because there's only a few big movements in this chair. Quite a number of them are, are isolated. Yeah. <clears throat> so try it that way. I think you'll be able to build and create something for yourself. The other thing you want to do, um, Sarah, is look at the video Amy and I have on the platform. It was yoga-based stretches done for the office. So look at that one. It's all done in a chair as well. And then there's another video for chair exercises. That's more strength training. And that's where I use, um, I just, just thought of an idea. We should do another time a chair exercise program with bands and tubes. Because oh, the other, yeah, because the other one is with weights. Yeah. This way you can bring them to, to work. Her office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff in her drawer and just, Right at her desk. All right, we got another one to work on, Amy. Yeah. Well, Thank you're, always coming up with, you're just so creative. And Sarah, yes. I, I definitely encourage you to do this. And for some people, they may be a little shy about doing it at work. But but if you think you need it, I bet a lot of your other coworkers need it too. Sarah, if simple. they you doing it, they're, they're going to start doing it too. <laughs> I mean, uh, you'll be sitting at your chair and, you know, you're doing this, right? She's doing all this stuff at the desk, right? Throw your shoulders back. Big shoulder rolls. Just roll them back. And that's going to bring blood up into those very tight shoulders, those upper traps, right? Yeah. So there's just ways. So look at the video. Choose three movements. Incorporate them. And if she wants, she can, she can reach out to me and, and keep me posted on her progression. I, I would welcome that from her. That's great. We have we have a lot of questions, but oh, let me just see. I think I might have seen. Oh, oh, look. Lisa said you have to stick with it for life. I've been hopeful for almost thirty years. Yes, Lisa. She is the Green Warrior. Yes, go, Lisa. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's an OG. Awesome. Wonderful. Oh, and look how you're inspiring, Sid. I'm inspired, Angela. I've been a little bit lax lately, but no more. Okay. We're gonna You've been busy, that. Sid. You've been busy. Yeah. yeah. And and a lot of, Sid does a lot of things where she has to be sitting at the computer. So, yep, you just got to keep that in mind. And, and I like to have little alarms going off because sometimes when you're at the computer working, 
time will just go by and you have right. to move. Right. So you know, some things tell you to move. Okay, let's just do one one more. John said, I'm an avid runner and I've heard that hip mobility is essential for preventing running injuries. Are there any specific exercises you'd recommend for runners like me? Maybe, I don't know if he's talking about like right before he runs or I don't right. know. Right, well, I showed it in the chair. What you wanna do, John, is um, runners. You guys, you have a lot of tightness in the hip flexors, right? So that's down in this area, in the front part, right? So we wanna get that whole thing stretched out right so the one i showed in the chair was this one let's just show it again amy but then i can show you how you can do something like this standing john i don't know if you practice yoga or not but it is a wonderful complementary modality to um running so anything that's going to extend the leg back so let me show you something here standing and Amy, I want to make sure you can see me, all right? Let me let me pull the camera back a little bit and turn it just a little bit. I don't want the light fixture to get in the way. Okay, so I'm going to be cutting off my head a little bit. I don't care. I want him to see my legs. So, John, you know a standard calf stretch, right? So I know runners do this all the time. And we're going to be upright. And my foot is flat. Now, a lot of times people do this. I'm not a real big fan of that. I'd rather you stand closer to the wall. Now, how you can tie in a hip flexor stretch from a calf stretch would be to shimmy back, lift the heel, take a posterior pelvic tuck, John, lean back. Notice my fingertips on the wall. And now, hello. I'm going to get a big stretch in the hip flexors. You need to stretch them out. And you, of course, would do that on both sides. And I want to show him something else. I did it in the chair. Let me bring the camera forward. Okay. This is another great one. John, with runners, there's a lot of issues with the lateral torso okay so you want to get in lateral flexion of the spine my feet are a little bit wider than my hips so i did it seated but i'm going to show you standing i'm going to slide down turn the sternum up it's side bending okay and then i'm going to bring the arm up and over so i'm going to stretch the side body because all of this gets very constricted and you must understand that this is with those intercostal muscles being breathing accessory muscles. You need them. You need their flexibility if you're out there running marathons and stuff. And then I turn the palm up. I push down into that left heel, reach out. I'm going to take it over. No, I'm not pushing my hips to the sides. I'm not doing that. So I'm sliding down, turn sternum up, roll left, the right shoulder back, belly button in, and then up and over, hips forward, torso back, all of this stretching out. And also your, those internal and external oblique muscles at the waist, they're partially responsible for turning and twisting that torso. Inhale the palm up. Push down into the right heel. Exhale, return. 
So that's a couple of stretches besides the basic quadriceps stretch, John, right? But because the hips are so tight and oftentimes that, that lateral flexion is neglected, put that in to your stretch routine as well. Excellent. Well, we could just go on with questions, but we want to stick to our time as, as, as much as we can. We Sometimes with you, we do go over because you just have so much good information. <laughs> and you're going to be back, obviously, so there'll be more questions to come. I just, wow, you just did so great. We just, oh, thank you. I mean, your guidance has, over all these classes, has just been so inspiring and we're just so grateful because, I mean, you really have a positive impact and, and you continue to have it on our Green Warriors health and, and well-being. And, you know, just like you saw Sid and a lot, not everybody said it, but Sid said it, you know, hey, I've, I've been kind of lax. I think I need you're just so motivating. You watch this class and you say, yes, this is what I needed to say. Yep, I need to get back on and, and, and do a little more for myself. And, and I just, it does it for me, too. The fact that when I'm preparing to do this for you, Amy, and for the Green Warriors, it inspires me as well. You know, this is not, this doesn't go just one way. There are times when I'm like, I'm going to do this today. You know, I, there's so much going on in life. And I'm like, yeah, the Green Warriors are counting on you, girl. Let's go. You know, so it's a mutual, it's mutually rewarding. So thank you. Well, everyone, please click like to uh, show your appreciation for what Angela shared with us today. And Angela, tell us what you do and how people can get in touch with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Amy. So what I do is um, I've been working with a couple of different platforms to um, supply them and provide them with um, strength training and yoga videos in particular for Feel Fabulous Over 40 um, and also Kimberly Hagenberger's The Foodie Bar Way of Life. And both are platforms that are all about helping people transition from the standard American diet to whole food plant-based or plant-exclusive. And these platforms do recognize the importance of strength training and yoga. And um, also I work virtually as a in personal training for those who are 50 and above, and also for private um, Hatha yoga. And on site, I do uh, in Miami Beach, I'm a licensed massage therapist. I do tissue and, and Swedish. But also, I specialize in geriatric massage and palliative care massage. And um, one thing I really, really am excited about is my YouTube channel. And I'm asking people for help, please, to come and subscribe to the content because it really is all about working uh, and, and presenting work for those 50 and above who might have challenging chronic issues, might be coming out of these issues, and in some cases have none of that, but want to make sure they have a safe and effective uh, way of approaching the strength training. We have um, also chair exercise on there, chair yoga, etc. So I would really, really appreciate the support. And it's all under Boomer and Beyond Wellness. And my website uh, is boomerandbeyondwellness.com. Yes, there it is. <laughs> and and it's on your shirt. <laughs> on my shirt, which Amy basically helped us design. Because oh, it was no. Amy who said, you were the one who said, because when I wore the shirt the first time, we really couldn't see the lighter color here. And you said, how about you outline the weights 
with black. And I was like, Amy, that's what we did. It looks great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, well, well Angela, what, what's your final take home message for our green warriors? Don't quit. Don't quit on yourselves and don't sum yourselves up based on the limitations others hand you because um, you're far more than that and far more capable. And you don't have to be Wonder Woman, but be open to seeing yourself from a broader perspective. Beautifully said. Mm, Green Warriors, tell us what you're going to remember. Put that in the comments. One of the things that I'm going to remember from today that Angela said is that uh, exercise is never reductionist. That's right. I like that. Right. <laughs> well, I wanted to also thank Just Test Voice because she did the promos and she also did the voiceovers and she helps us to get the word out to all of you so that you don't miss these episodes. Just Test Voice, tell us who's coming up next. Does chronic back pain affect your daily living or from achieving your weight loss goals? Learn how Jen Judd reversed her back pain and lost 50 pounds. Wednesday, September 20th, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. I am so happy about this. Oh, yes. <laughs> Angela has given me lots of uh, tips and tricks for things for exercise, but she's also really introduced me to some fabulous people that I have had on the show. She's connected me with other people and I, and I love it. I love, love meeting these people and everybody is a gem. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> but most of all, I want to thank all of you, you green warriors, you keep showing up and you like, and you share, you subscribe, you support my channel and now you're going to support Angela's channel and as a special thank to, thank you to you I want to offer you five free recipes so you just go to my website begreenwithamy.com slash join and I will send you five free recipes so I'd like to uh, invite all of you to take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder now squeeze because that's a hug from me to you and from me to you, Angela. Uh, from me to you, Amy. <laughs> Do you want to join us with my tagline? You can type it in the comments. Are you ready, Angela? Yes. Okay. Well, until I see all of you again, remember, be strong, be well. Oh, I have to do <laughs> be strong, be well, and be green. Green! Yay, Amy! Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Amy. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be 